Welcome everybody to Phenomenal Flicks. My name is Tommy Tracy. I am your host of this podcast and welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first review that I have planned for this podcast. I am reviewing the animated feature film Scoob, which, and I'm putting this all in quotation marks, is the very first theatrical release of Scooby-Doo since 2004's Monsters Unleashed. Now, technically, it's not a theatrical film. It did get released on Friday straight to VOD. However, it was planned to be in theaters this past weekend, so I kind of want to count it as one still. This whole pandemic has kind of ruined things for a lot of people, including movie studios. So to me, still technically a theatrical release. I wanted to get this review out on Friday. However, I realized since the movie came out on Friday and not until about 6 p.m., that that was going to be a little hard to do. I wouldn't be able to let the film gestate. My thoughts would be kind of gung-ho and right off the bat instead of something that I wanted to think about for a little bit. And sure, it's just an animated kids movie, so maybe it doesn't need to go into that much depth. But I like to be as thorough as possible when it comes to movies. I can see something at first, for instance, and I can't believe I'm saying this, 2016 Suicide Squad, where I was like, that was cool. And then an hour later, I was like, that was terrible. So I really need to let my thoughts gestate before I just go all in on a review. So new release films, I think I'm going to try and have out Monday. That way I can watch them on Friday and have the weekend to let them settle in my brain and think of all the things that I did or did not like. With them being on video on demand as well, I can also watch them again and get a second viewing instead of heading back to the theater, which is actually a little nice, even though I still prefer a theater format. So Scoob, what did I think? Um... I didn't really like it that much. It was a little too much, I guess is the right word to say, and which is sad for a 90-minute flick for kids. I love Scooby-Doo. It was my favorite cartoon when I was a kid. All of those people that are my age, 30, who grew up in the 90s, remember on Cartoon Network, every day at 6 p.m., they would show reruns of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, which only had about, what, 16 episodes or something like that. It never got old when you were a kid, though. I would also watch Saturday morning cartoon reruns of the Scooby-Doo movies and What's New Scooby-Doo and A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. I really loved this stupid talking dog and his stoner friends. In the early aughts, I was really excited to see a live-action Scooby-Doo. Did not like those movies either. Um, Matthew Lillard was awesome in them, and actually the casting's great. So Michelle Gellar, Linda Cardellini, Freddie Prince Jr. It's all very good casting for the characters of Daphne, Velma, and Fred. It just wasn't a very good movie, and unfortunately this one's not either. There are things that I actually really liked. For instance, I thought some of the comedy was pretty damn funny. There are lines between Scooby and Shaggy that are incredibly heartfelt but incredibly funny. There's still the stoner aspects to them, which are going to go way over kids' heads. There's some penis jokes in there, which are again going to go for way, way over kids' heads. They're mostly for the adults watching them with them. That is stuff that I actually did like about this movie. I also really liked the message about friendship. Scooby and Shaggy are best friends. They are what every person and their dog have. They love each other no matter what happens. And you kind of see their their um, evolution of being kids when Scooby's a puppy and then growing up to be teens slash, you know, early 20 adults. And a lifetime of just friendship that you have with your dog, something I have with my dog. Granted, my dog doesn't talk, but you get what I mean. Now, the problem with this movie is it is a old intellectual property that is made for kids, and today's kids where the attention span is 
not all there, unfortunately. There's a joke a minute that doesn't really have to do with the plot. There is some random stuff going on. There's a character named the Blue Falcon who literally just dabs 10 seconds into his introduction. These are kind of dated jokes. And yes, I know the original Scooby-Doo has some dated 60 jokes as well, but they kind of feel timeless when you rewatch them now. It's, when you watch this in 10 years, you're not gonna be like, oh, you dabbed, haha, <laughs> that's so funny. There's also just way, way too much going on with this movie. There are plot points that don't really matter. There are plot points that don't really connect to the end of the movie, really. And it's not even not even a Scooby-Doo team-up movie. Like, even the ones in the early aughts are. It is a Scooby-Doo movie hidden into a superhero movie. Because Scooby and Shaggy are fans of this hero named the Blue Falcon and his friend Dino Dog, I believe was his name. Um, it's a cartoon that, again, they watched when they were kids, they grew up being fans of it, and then they get to meet him. And he turns out to be kind of a joke, but instead of, you know, them solving a mystery where it's a guy in a mask, or even like the direct-to-DVD movies that came out in the 90s, where it was actually something supernatural going on and they had to figure that out, this is just, oh, let's save the world from Dick Dastardly and his plot to steal a bunch of money. There was no heart that made the original Scooby-Doo there, and that kind of bummed me out as being a, a, a fan of the property. You didn't get to see what made Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo. Now, there are things, like I said, that I liked. The very beginning shows a modern-day recreation of the Scooby-Doo Where Are You theme. Everything looks exactly like it did on the old cartoon, except with today's CGI. I actually really love that. I thought that was really funny. They created it shot for shot, and it was a nice homage to the original. I thought, like I said earlier, some of the jokes were funny. Mark Wahlberg plays the aforementioned Blue Falcon, and he is ridiculous. Granted, not all the jokes hit, but when it did, they were very funny. My biggest problem, I guess, with the movie was, like I said, the plot, and then also the voice acting. Will Forte is very funny. Zac Efron is very funny. Amanda Seyfried is very funny. Gina Rodriguez is very funny, but they didn't really work as the characters that they played. It just was them getting, oh, you guys are famous, so play these characters. Zac Efron didn't have the heart that Fred does. Gina Rodriguez didn't have the the smarts that made Velma what she is. She was just talking very fast and saying scientific things. Amanda Seyfried was okay as Daphne. She played, you know, the sort of, I don't want to say Daphne's the, you know, the dumb, helpless damsel in distress anymore, but she played that sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm inter interested in Instagram, thing very well and I thought I thought she did an okay job with that. Will Forte was terrible as Shaggy. He was horrible. They should have just got Matthew Lillard to play the part but they didn't even offer it to him. Will Forte sounded nothing like Shaggy. It really really disappointed me because it was just a dude doing kind of a scratchy voice instead of really understanding that you need to be able to portray that voice as Shaggy in a bunch of different scenarios. It sounded like Will Forte doing an impersonation of Shaggy. Now, I know what I'm going to hear for this is, oh, it's a kid's movie, you know, plot holes don't matter, it's just to entertain the kids. I think that is a terrible thing to say when it comes to movies in general. There are kids' movies that are fantastic, some of the best of all time. Toy Story is a kid's movie. You don't find plot holes in Toy Story. You don't find problems in Toy Story because that movie is perfect. There are plenty of Disney movies such as, excuse me, such as Tangled, great phenomenal flick kids movie the princess and the frog all of the disney renaissance films from the 90s and early 2000s such as like little mermaid beauty and the beast aladdin 
Those are kids' movies. Shrek is a kids' movie. And people don't have problems with those. So don't don't give me the whole, oh, it's a kids' movie. It's made for kids, so you don't have to like it. Every movie deserves praise and criticism. And I try to do both because I've said positive things about this movie as well with the negatives. The movie is just aimless. It has a joke a minute. 90% of them don't land. And that was my biggest problem with the movie. Now, of course, kids are going to love this. If a kid's reviewing this, it's probably an A-plus film. It'll make them laugh with some of the silly humor. There's funny voices. There's a lot of action. And it's easy to sit through for 90 minutes, especially with the parents stuck at home with them. They can put it on nonstop if they bought it on Amazon. And the kid can get mileage out of this movie like I did with Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island back in 1998. For me, I'll probably never watch it again. I didn't, didn't really feel the love of Scooby-Doo that me and many others have. So I promise I'd grade movies afterwards. I'm gonna give Scooby-Doo a D plus. Yeah, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, I didn't want my first review to be a negative one, but here we are. I also watched Extraction over the weekend and I'm not gonna get too much into that, but I actually really liked Extraction and I did not plan on wanting to even watch it to begin with, but I was a little bored and threw it on. That movie is violent as all hell, very action-packed. Chris Hemsworth is charming. I'd give that movie a B minus B area if I was going to do it off the cuff. I just wanted to throw that one out there as well. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to my very first review of Scoob. Hope you enjoyed it. Honestly, watch the movie if you really want to. I'm not here to tell you what to watch and what not to watch. I'm just here to give my opinions on a movie. If you love Scooby-Doo like I do, maybe you'll find some more enjoyment in it than I did. I really actually hope you do. If you've got kids, definitely rent it for them because it's going to be a good time for them as well. I will be back next week with a review of a movie I've been looking forward to for a long time, Guns Akimbo, starring Daniel Radcliffe. You might have heard of it. If not, give it a watch along with me, and you'll hear my review next Monday. And hopefully I'll have a special guest on that episode as well, my buddy Mike, who actually saw it, I think, late last year and reviewed it. And he'll be joining me so we can give our thoughts on that. That might be a little more in-depth as well. Um, but look for Guns Akimbo next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay cool.